Welcome to Weight Loss with Wendy podcast. I am your host, Wendy Crabb, life and weight loss coach and oncology nurse practitioner. I am an expert at losing weight and keeping it off. I thought it was almost impossible to lose weight over age 50. And it is with those crazy restrictive diets. Then I stopped dieting and started making lifestyle changes and lost 55 pounds over one year at age 56, and have kept 40 plus pounds off for three plus years without starving myself and feeling deprived all the time. There is no perfect formula, but I can help you create your own formula to reflect your food preferences, lifestyle, and health. My goal with this podcast is to empower women as leaders of their family to get healthier because when we get healthier, our families get healthier. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What's going on in your world? In my world, I'm working on my healthy holiday and recipe guide that's coming out in November. What's in it? 30 healthy recipes that are five ingredients or less with tips on eating healthy most of the time and still enjoying your favorite holiday foods. It's on sale for $24.97 and the link will be in the show notes. Today I want to talk about using food as a reward and trying to understand the science of cravings. I want to give credit to Kelly McGonigal, a psychologist and author of The Willpower Instinct, which is a great book. I will be using the words cravings and desire to mean the same thing. So before our society found a way to artificially flavor foods, our desire came from the subtle reward healthy food provides and the satisfaction of hunger. Today, our desire comes from our cultural conditioning around what is normal eating and from how much enjoyment we should get from food. When we eat foods that are artificially flavored, it causes our reward center to release a big surge of our pleasure hormone dopamine so that we get much more desire than we need from our food. This causes an unwanted urgency for more of the same or more foods that produce pleasure. The problem is that when we go on a diet and restrict our food intake, that desire is still there and our willpower is often unable to overcome it. So we need to target the desire in order to overcome our overeating from desire. So there's a cycle of over-desire, overeating, and overweight that leads to low self-confidence and low self-esteem. Low self-esteem continues the need for comfort food and pleasure So the cycle keeps repeating itself. It's no wonder we have a hard time losing weight. The false pleasure perpetuates more unconsciousness and feelings of lack of control around food. And here's how that happens. It's the reward center in your midbrain which seeks out and recognizes opportunities for reward and releases the neurotransmitter dopamine. Dopamine directs the rest of the brain to take action to get the reward. Dopamine's real job is to get you to anticipate the reward 
so that you take action. What triggers your reward system? Anything you think will make you feel good, like your favorite food, the smell of cookies baking in the oven, seeing other people eat, TV commercials, etc. The release of dopamine makes you feel like the cookies are critical to your survival. It's the primitive part of the brain, the same part of your brain that kept you safe and alive in the caveman days. The problem is we don't need cookies or most of our favorite foods to stay alive anymore. A different example where this plays out other than food is our cell phones. Every time we get a ding or a message on our phones, it gives us a dopamine hit. Imagine how many times a day dopamine is released just because of our phones. So it's not surprising that we become reward junkies or pleasure junkies. Computer and video game designers use the same reward system to keep gamers playing the game. It's no wonder our kids and lots of adults have such a hard time stopping their video game time. There are a lot more examples in retail of manipulating consumers and stimulating their reward centers. It's called neuromarketing. Big food companies package their foods with the right combination of sugar, salt, and fat to stimulate dopamine to be released and increase desire for those foods. Grocery stores and big chain stores do the same thing by offering free samples right when you walk into the store. Samples offer two big promises of reward, food and free. All of these examples reveal how high levels of dopamine boost your need for immediate gratification while making you forget about long-term consequences. You might also be able to see how high levels of dopamine make you feel less in control around food as well. So why not use dopamine to our advantage? Try taking an unpleasant task or chore and make it more tempting by pairing it with a reward. For example, most people don't like planning their meals in advance. So you could either pair it with listening to your favorite music while planning and setting the timer to make it a game. Another idea is to reward yourself with 15 minutes of social media scrolling or whatever your favorite activity is once you have completed your meal planning. You could also use another type of reward system called the reward jar, where you put pieces of paper into a jar with a prize listed on the paper. You could either use monetary examples like anywhere from $1 to $20, You could also use words of encouragement, like you did it, or great job. You could put things on pieces of paper like a new pen, buy a new pen, nail polish, etc. It's the possibility of a bigger reward and the unpredictability that motivates us. You could use a reward jar for every day that you stick to your healthy eating plan, or walk three days a week or drink 64 ounces of water five days a week, or all of them, you get to pick. Dopamine's primary function is to anticipate reward, which increases desire. 
when our reward center is triggered, our stress hormones are as well. You may feel more anxious and out of control about your craving. Then you feel that eating the cookie is an emergency. How do you deal with this? By slowing down, increasing awareness of tastes and smells, and mindful eating, which helps increase self-control around food. Remember, it's the unconscious part that makes us not even know what we're doing. Our brain likes, wants us to stay in that unconscious state. But if we make decisions and plan ahead with our prefrontal cortex, then we have a plan. We are surrounded by technology, advertisements, and 24-hour opportunities that stimulate our dopamine receptors. Our desire is increased, but we still don't feel satisfied. Have you ever noticed that? To increase self-control, we need to separate well-being from false pleasure. False pleasure keeps us addicted and distracted from our goal. So your job over the next few weeks is to become aware of environmental, marketing, and other triggers that has you seeking reward. Get a reward jar and see if this helps to give you a smaller dopamine hit than eating the cookie, but still satisfying. What you are doing is rewarding behavior that gets you closer to your goal. Here are some ways to gain control of our desire junkie side of our brain. Number one, take a pause and wait 10 minutes before you pull the trigger to overindulge. If you find yourself drawn to that refrigerator or pantry right when you get home, do something else for 10 minutes. And you have to plan to want to go directly to the refrigerator and to the, or to the pantry. Expect that to, to want to be there, that desire to be there, and do something else instead. Number two, seeing someone else eat unhealthy snacks is a powerful desire stimulator and starts the dopamine juices flowing. Be mindful of this and have a plan for what you will do instead of eating the snacks with them. And expect to want to eat the snacks. That's where we fall short a lot of times, because we don't expect it. We expect that our willpower is going to kick in and everything is going to be rosy. Number three, spend a few minutes every morning reminding yourself of your goal to lose weight and why. Keeping our goals forefront in our mind is going to help you stay on track a little easier. Number four, enlist the help of a loved one or a friend you can talk to when you feel challenged, preferably someone in your household, or maybe not, if they all like to snack. I have a few other questions you can ask yourself to brainstorm how you can find more natural dopamine hits or well-being versus the false pleasure we're so used to going to in our society. Make a list of things you do to experience false, intensified, temporary pleasure currently in your life. Examples are overeating, overdrinking, overshopping, video games, social media, smoking, gossiping, etc. Also make a list of things you do to experience natural 
temporary pleasure, like taking a walk, reading, taking a bath, getting a massage, meditation, playing with your kids or animals, etc. Make a list you currently do to perpetuate long-term feelings of well-being or earned pleasure, like taking a course or learning, accomplishments that you get from your job or your hobby, relationships, etc. What do you notice when you look at these lists? Are there any changes that you want to make? If you want a copy of these questions, I upload the blog to this podcast on my website on Saturdays. The link is in the show notes. If you want to learn more about how to put this into practice, get on a call with me. The link is in the show notes. This is what I help my clients with in my 12-week coaching program. And don't forget, the, uh, my healthy holiday recipe guide will be coming out soon. Here are some of my favorite quotes on desire and cravings. Craving is a psychological need caused by habit, environment, and culture. Hunger is a physiologic need. And there was no author on that one. And one by Karen Samuelson is instead of indulging in comfort food, indulge in comfort meditation, journaling, walking, talking, manicures, reading, yoga, and best of all, hugging. I love that one. We all need more hugs. Please rate and review my podcast as I want to get this out to more and more women because as women, we're the leaders of our families in many areas of our lives, and a lot of times in food. So if we get healthier, our families get healthier. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.